Yoshi. And I am Renee, and welcome to The 40 Spot, where we discuss the highs and lows and everything in between of being 40. So we would like to welcome back all of our followers. We're glad that you're here with us. And if you are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, And if you're listening on the replay or watching on the replay, we welcome you as well. Thank you for tuning in. Please comment, like, subscribe, tell a coworker, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell everyone that you know to follow us. Check out all of our previous episodes at The 40 Spot on all um, places where you can find podcasts. We are everywhere now. And Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget that we also go live every other Sunday Central. But on this week's episode, we will discuss self-care and the role it plays in our day-to-day lives. It's not just about spas and brunches, although we love it can be as simple as filling out a small checklist to, to clear and get some mental space. But first, we're going to get into our While We Were Out segment. And this is where we discuss news, entertainment, and personal experiences that have occurred since our last show. Exactly. So getting started with that, we're going to talk about the COVID vaccine testing and vaccine that now... Um, you need to check with your specific state that they are not doing funding, but that it'll be free testing and free um, vaccines. Um, some insurance plans will cover them. So you might need to check your own um, insurance plan to see, is it covered also within your state? Now, a lot of states still will have free testing sites and free vaccination sites. So you may need to try to find out where they, those are at. But those are that's some of the newest um, updates in COVID world. And we really want to do that soon because I know here in Georgia, uh, one of the places that is around uh, the city of Atlanta and, and outer, <laughs> the outer parts of Atlanta, they uh, updated their website saying that the COVID vaccine up until April 5th is still going to be free. So anybody who still had a second dose for, I mean, any dose, your booster, you really need to go ahead and get it if you are now eligible to get it, if you plan to get it, because after April 15th, um, if you don't have insurance, it won't be covered. But testing for now is still covered for the insured and uninsured. So it changes. You really need to check. You know, the sad part about this is it will definitely marginalize those who are already marginalized, those mm-hmm. who are already sick and poor. It will definitely affect disabled people, the poor, just it's, it's essential a, workers. Essential workers, because those people who can't afford to have insurance, but they work every day, they mm-hmm. may be sick. We are in dead in the middle of allergy season. And if you hear me, that that's what's going on. It is green and yellow outside, everywhere, on the cars. It's just all on your phone. But a lot of the symptoms you have, it's still is a COVID. So now most people will think, oh, it's just allergies, and they will continue to spread it to their families. And their loved ones because they can't afford to get tested. So um, it's it's sad because I, anyway, I have my personal opinions on how COVID has been handled throughout the nation. Um, but it's just said that we're at a point now that people who really would need it won't have it. And I feel mm-hmm. like at some point our medical system will be backed up. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's um 
neither here nor there. We'll we guess we'll take that day by day. <laughs> absolutely, but that's that's definitely something that you need to check into. Yes, absolutely. All right, and another thing we want to talk about uh, that came up was the anti lynching bill. Um, finally, finally, an uh, actual bill, a uh, legislation for black people. I don't care what nobody say and they say, oh, this is so late or whatever like that. Trust me. It's better to have it at some point because there has been over 250 different um, different bills and laws that have came to the, the House floor throughout probably over the course of the last 50, 60 years. And all of them has been voted down. And those were things to protect Black people from crimes against Black people. Now, the only thing I'm saying is what will be their definition of <laughs> lynching? The legal definition of lynching also, because that's a that would be a federal crime, how would the charges that... Um, you know, if something happened and that someone, Black people would be lynched in certain states, how would they categorize that to try to make sure that that's not uh, um, a federal offense? Right. And they keep it at the state level and there wouldn't be a quote unquote lynching. So it's going to be interesting to see, but it's still a step in the right direction because we don't need any more signs and symbols? We need legislation. We need no, bills. No more Black Lives Matter painted on the street. Child, what is that going to do? Have exactly. It was not an aerial view. I mean, I'm not saying that. do it. I'm saying do that with something else if you're going to do it. Exactly. So, exactly. something else that's amazing that I know a lot of people are about are happy about is the new marijuana legislation, the More Act. <laughs> what um, is this? <laughs> You get more weed, no. Uh, <laughs> no more high. I, mean, I think I'm happy about it, mainly because it's like those who. So basically, it says the House passed the More Act to federally decriminalize marijuana. Um, mm -hmm. So with that, they plan to go back and look at some cases that people have been in jail for selling marijuana. Um, they uh, in New York, they're talking about they no longer want to prevent uh, federal agency people from being able to have jobs if they're smoking marijuana. They also want to actually possibly have veterans have the ability to have marijuana as mar medical marijuana for post-traumatic stress. Um, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful thing um, for uh, people in the medical benefits for marijuana and for everyone who has gone to jail because of marijuana when there are so many egregious things that people have gone to jail for so short of a time. So um, Thank you. I look forward to seeing what ha really happens because right now it's just on paper. You know, are people's records going to be expunged? Like, and who? Is it just certain people who will get this privilege or will it be people, you know, anyone who has um, had a certain, I mean, they probably have a limit maybe if you had this amount, this is what will happen and how much time you've already served, who knows. But I just hope it's something that everyone uh, who has been affected by this on the criminal stage has, um, will get some type of retribution. 
Um, yes. And I hope that, you know, they don't sit up there and say like, well, you had a marijuana charge, but we can't expunge that or dismiss that because you was in the car. So then you got to traffic. And it was just like, look, if the other charges have to stick, then that has to stick. Or maybe it was something where you still ran away from the cops. Okay. That still was a problem, but guess what? Whatever time it is specifically for that, that needs to be absolutely wiped out. <laughs> if you was on, and your record needs to like truly be expunged because a lot of people they don't know. Um, it may be expunged when okay, let's look up, but then you have have stuff like what the FBI or something like that would do a background check and nothing is truly, truly exposed. They could still see those things, but they can't quote unquote hold that stuff against you. It need to be like, guess what? No matter whatever they can do for the five to call, guess what? It has been put in the seat of forgetfulness and it's, and it's not to come back up. It cannot be dug up or found or whatever like that. And if someone have actual paperwork say, well, hey, this person did X, Y, Z. Guess what? You're going to get sued for slander. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're very uh, a tangled web, so hopefully, um, you know, we'll see something. We know everything is not going to go like we would love it to go for everybody and be fair for everybody, but we definitely hope that it it, is. But we're going to put it out there in the atmosphere. In yeah. the universe. <laughs> like you said about uh the anti-lynching bill, it is a step in the right direction. It is, it is. Um, and and we all know that we as a country we need prison reform, but before there was ever prisons, there was the institution of slavery. So that's that 14th Amendment that it didn't abolish slavery all the way, and that's free labor. But we're gonna have another show. In the future, about that whole thing, sure. but as for today, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. <laughs> and um, on a more positive note, um, writer director Lee Daniels publicly, yeah, emphasis on publicly apologized to comedian actress philanthropist Monique, um, and how they really did her wrong. And they were, in some ways, black blackball her in Hollywood. And with that, she's actually is going to star in a new film. It's actually a horror film that would be on Netflix. It was originally cast for Olivia, Octavia Spencer. But due to scheduling conflicts, she was unable to do that. So he see a new girl, she could do this thing. Exactly. And, you know, we don't know the context of the conversation, but, you know, sometimes you have to sit back because sometimes you don't feel like you did anything, anybody wrong. It's like if mm-hmm. I was, if, if my friend, if you and I are talking and you have the, pow- the, the power to give someone a job or not, and I'm talking about that person, it, it may have not been a, you shouldn't give that person this job, but I'm telling you experience, of course, that's going to tell you, nah, I'm good. I don't even want that energy, you know? So, Although we don't know the dynamics of those conversations, you know, the fact that he definitely, because if you're doing something publicly, you need to apologize publicly and acknowledge, you know, her perception of it all. Mm-hmm. And how they really look, you know, so I think it's a wonderful thing that people can come together and forgive and move move on. You know, at the right. end of the day, 
if it was, maybe it wasn't your intention because he's argued it out with people. Um, I know, I know he did a video with T.S. Madison, and they had issues. No, they didn't have issues. Like they were having oh. a conversation, and she oh. would, uh, talk about you know Monique and how it looks, not what he did. And I think that's okay. the thing about I didn't do anything, and it's like. Okay, but this is what happens. So it's like if you and like again, if you and I having a conversation and you have a power to give somebody a job, if I talk bad about that person, you're not gonna give that person a job. Yes. So yes. it doesn't mean you went around necessarily like, oh, I want to make sure these people don't give this person work. But if if you, when you have a chance, you have talk, you talk bad about somebody, even if it is your perception of what happened, you are doing a disservice to this person. You know. So I think it's a wonderful thing. You know. Um, that people <laughs> are coming together in such a time as this. Yes, and um, it goes to not just the public apology, but because she's working for working back with him. Mm-hmm. That it is one of those things where there was had to be an apology, and what did you do wrong, and how did you make it right, and a restoration right. because it's like. I still acknowledge your talent on both sides. And it's not like, hey, I wouldn't want to work with you or be involved with you in any sort of type of way. But it's like, look, but you wronged me. And we got to make that right and stuff like that. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And um, we'll definitely look forward to, because there are definitely going to be more conversations about it. And when, and I'm pretty sure they're going to make sure in her contract, you going on this press run to, <laughs> to promote this, you know, and of course her children are much older now, yeah. but it's still not saying that you don't want to spend time with your kids and stuff, but I'm pretty sure it is definitely things even probably when that incident first happened, where it's like, look, we got to make sure we put this in here. And it's probably was not like an oversight, like they didn't want to put it in there, but it was like, why would you not want to go and, you know, um, you know, want to promote this? You're in it, you know, that type of thing. So I'm pretty sure it's, it was definitely fine to, y'all better have every dotted cross T everything because she definitely was going to be looking at this new contract. And I think that that's on both sides. So oh, absolutely. And, and, she, and she got her comas. Correct. And it won't be any assumptions. It'll be very clear, very detailed on expectations because it could even be that she may be assumed or they would understand, but why would people understand that when they have a business? Those things are two separate things. It doesn't mean not to be compassionate, but I'm just saying those things are two separate things. So I really look forward to that. I, I would love to support her, Lee Daniels, whoever out there, especially, you know, I'm rooting for everybody black. So y'all. Exactly. But I think the movie is going to be great because we really never had a black horror film that's been written, produced, and starred black cast. Because we always look at, and I know you're not a fan of horror movies and stuff like not. that. But. <laughs> Still, even if so, you watch stuff like black and horror films have not been horror films have not been. Like, uh, um, what is it called? Psychological th- thriller, or is it like horror? Horror? Um, I'm not exactly sure. It's supposed to be, I think, like horror thr- thriller type 
type thing, which to me, you know, her is always a little bit of a thriller because you kind of anticipate what's going to happen next. And, you know, and you always had a people like, and you get mad because, like, damn, why we got to get killed off first? So, you know, it's just going to be nice to see probably the majority of us just survive to the end and how they will come with that. So um, I definitely, I am glad that directors are, you know, breaking that mold because black people such as myself we love horror movies we go even though we're just like <sighs> until you've been scared and trying to win huh? spencer she has been in another horror film i don't know if it's called ma yeah it was a psychological limitation uh, so she must be really good in these horror films let me tell um, you that that little movie was called ma mm-hmm. It would say he stopped. No, it, it was. It was, oh, but right. I mean, yes. Okay. And it was not, it wouldn't be something that you like, oh my God, it just kept me up in the middle of the night. But let me tell you something. People who love to drink, they will do anything for a drink. That's what it started out. Underage drinking. Mm-hmm. White people. Hey ma'am, can you you buy us some some liquor, some beer? Sure. Come on over to moms. <laughs> That's how I'm going to say. People who have watched the movie, it is so good. It is really, really good. Like, you really need to watch the movie because the whole time it's like. <laughs> so, because I saw, um, when I saw, what was the, was Get Out scary? That wasn't scary to me. No. No, it was more psychological, different type of stuff. And that's one thing with Jordan Peele, too, as being a producer. He does them in the under the, I don't know, I don't know how they categorize what's horror, what's this, that, and the other. But psychological thriller. It wasn't yes, but it's it's hard, horror for black people because it's like I can totally see this stuff happening, you know. So I feel like that's scary. <laughs> the other movie, not um this um yeah. us. Oh. Yes, that was good, but that was actually a little scary for me because I don't do scary movies. That was scary. Like that. It was almost horror for me. Um, at the end, of course, you know, thinking about all of the mental things behind it, but it was definitely horror for me, child. I was trying to put. Y'all had to tell me about this movie. So I'm assuming that October 31st ain't your day. It is not. <laughs> My name. December 25th. I'm more of a December 25th type of girl. <laughs> like the rest of the day. That's, that's, that's why I find my judge. Come on, bring on a lifetime Christmas movie. Like, I ain't coming to your Christmas party, and I know the no fall festival is cold word for Halloween. <laughs> like, I ain't coming to that either. <laughs> like, nope. You coming? No. Uh-uh, and I don't want you knocking on my door. My 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 outside porch light is off. Don't come knocking on this door. We ain't got no candy. Nothing. The last few years, I've had every intention on having given out candy, and I never seem to do it. And I just turn my light off, and I just hope they don't come to the door. I don't know what's wrong with these kids. Yeah. Over here. We've been living over here for the longest. Uh-huh. I never get no knockers. Now, when my mama used to stay on the street. I'm pretty sure the reason why they didn't, because they already knew my mama don't be out there in front of my door, coming knocking and asking for my grandbaby. So it's like, if we know we can't knock on her door, October 31st, ain't nothing changed. Don't go knocking on Miss Cookie, though. So 
Maybe they already know. Uh, uh-uh. uh. She just moved down the street. Ain't no need because it's like I, it's I know it's kids out here because I see them in the bus stop. They yeah. friends with my son, <laughs> but we don't never get no. They come to my door and I be hiding. Like, uh, I, feel- uh, I be ready, but nobody ever comes. Nobody. Next, well, maybe this Halloween you can stand outside with your candy ready. Yeah, it's probably gonna be cold. Y'all better knock on that door. Man, I didn't welcome them. Now. They like made these little shoots that just shoot candy out so people, those kids, are getting it. It was kind of cute. I'm not doing it, but it was cute. <laughs> just a little idea for someone out there. I again, I'm not doing it, but it was very cute. Well, and speaking of scary stuff, scary stuff, child, <laughs> scary stuff, <laughs> and black people and reconciliation. What you call yeah. it? The slap that was heard around the world. No, before that, Mr. Perry, Tyler Perry, that scariness, he makes the Medea sound during sex. Hello. Yeah, crickets. Guess what? That's when it's over with. But you know what? The man close, he's worth almost a billion dollars. Somebody like they willing to want it. You see how I don't have nothing to say? <laughs> wow. Look, that's the word I hear on the internet streets. He said that, I know, he said that on a vanity fair. And I really hope it was his goal at being funny. I hope so too. One second. Keep going. I hope it was his goal at being funny because it was just like, are you serious? I that that have you ever made that sound? And it's like, instead of him saying, really? And moving on, he just continued. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Hopefully he was just being funny. But like, when it says, somebody like you, child. I, I know. It's definitely highly weird. But they had him up to um, what is a lot of texture. But it seemed like it was staged, but still, just some stuff. Do you have to say it? That's what I'm saying. Like, like I choose not to answer. I guess it's all fun. I don't know, but like I said, somebody like it. He been in a relationship for a long time. Yeah, yeah in that relationship no more. Maybe he did it, and that's why they're not together no more. <laughs> you know? But she, she ain't even want to say that. Just like you know what, this is this is not. This is not even something that I even want to repeat that I even endured. So let him tell it. And then she probably, you really told it. You really, really told it. So money don't always equate to normal at all. You know, like what you like. I'm going to leave you with that. I don't know. <laughs> Be you. Let that come coming. But the other part of this time last week, around this time last week, it didn't happen this time around last week, but you know, everybody was arriving to the haunted house. I'm calling the haunted house because, you know, people with it, they so traumatized. That's a whole conversation with people being so traumatized like they've never seen nothing else. I'm not saying it was right. However, you traumatized? Let me make a list of all the things I'm traumatized by. On the media day to day. Hello. But anyway, 
I'm sure I'm okay. that most of the time when I wake up, I got to go to work. But guess what? I get on up. I do that. <laughs> and talk about trauma. I got to get up and go to work. And I know nine times out of ten, somebody going to get on my nerves. And I willfully go. Very true. You know, it's so many different moving parts with what happened last week. And the, what we're talking about is Will Smith and Chris Rock. And Will Smith hauled off. And I mean, he slapped the shit out of him. Like when people say. He caught me back. He, he, that's what he did. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. <laughs> but that's so, it's so much to unpack there on so many things. Like where he was mentally at the time. The the not who could say they're traumatized? Chris Rock. He can say he traumatized. He's like, oh, he's so traumatized. But Chris yeah. Rock got a chin on him. He took he ate it. He did. He ate that like a champ. Like, but I seen when his little hand had went back, like he was gonna come back. And I've seen that in real life. Them haymakers be the one that make people like hit him right there. Night night. Well, what I'm happy about is that he didn't hit him back. Not because, oh, I didn't want to see two black men fight. I mean, technically, I didn't want to see that, <laughs> to be honest. You know. Um, Not but, when they weren't supposed to be fighting. No. And I just felt like, you know, it's a win-win situation for Chris Rock. Like, he's been selling out his shows. He selling those tickets even higher. <laughs> they went from about $46 to $700 to $1,000. And everybody want to hear what he has to say, you know. So, um, he said that he's trying to process it. Let me clarify I am that money does not fix trauma. No, it doesn't. Trauma, you leave you get some money for you know your trouble. Now, you heard what is his brother, um, Tony Rock. Mm -hmm. He's on the some more uh, remorse tour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> his little clip that came out was so funny. He was like, Look. Don't get, don't think you Will Smith and you coming up here and think that you, you know what I'm saying? You just go run up here on the stage. He's like, you ain't getting no award. He was like, you will be awarded these hands. He was just like, let me just be clear. He was like, because if something I say is going to offend you, this is the time to exit. He was like, but you hit my MF brother. Mm -hmm. He was like, no. He was like, it's 10 of us. He was like, you going to be like, that's a rock brother. That's a rock brother. That's a rock brother. And he said on stage, he said, I ain't got that much to lose. He said, I'm still going to be on some more tour. He said, y'all might not see me on TV no more. He said, but it's like, you going to pay for the show to come. But Tony Rock, mm -mm. he said, he said that last night um, on his show. And it's, and it's out there. He was okay. like, you hit my brother. And see that that's also did he say that? Huh? Did he say it's on site for him? Um, that's that's what one of the other brothers was saying. Mm -hmm. He didn't say it was on site. Another brother had went on Rick and said it was on site. He was just like, nah, you hit my brother in the face. It was like he said, and this and I quote, he said, You hit my brother in the face because your bitch gave you the side eye. And he paused and the crowd went wild, just like, okay, okay. We, I guess he's sitting there just like, look, call your wife a bitch. I want to see you do the same thing. And see, sometimes people, they forget that people still have families. And yes, in heat of moments, you have things where it, it may not just be the repercussion of, okay, 
you decide to retire after 2.5 seconds of being in the Oscar club, but you forget people actually have families in regardless of whether this Hollywood stuff. Guess what? These are my brothers. I'm not going to see my brother attack. It's like, I understand you protecting your wife, but guess what? They feel compelled. I'm going to protect my protect my brother. You did something to him egregious and you know, I will say, I don't think Will Smith thought that far. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It was interesting how you know he didn't think it through. He had a very long walk. It seemed short, but if you actually look at it, he didn't get up and was on the stage. He had a walk. Oh, no. And for him to walk the amount of time that he did, that tells you he was not aware of where he was. He blacked out. So for whatever reason, he whatever came up in him that he felt the need to react in that way, like he wasn't aware of anything else. That, that is that mm-hmm. response that was given. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate on so many different levels. Um, you know, I don't have a, a, a dog in this fight, as old people say. <laughs> I don't have these, these are rich people problems. I'm not about to retire from the Oscars or whatever. You know, my biggest thing with this whole thing is honestly, and you know, we've talked about this. That, that conversation of, oh, my God, this sent us 100 years back. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not a white people problem. This is, oh, my God, why did we do this? Before? Listen, at the end of the day, this is how I feel. It is very performative when you're talking about, oh, when we do something bad, um, this is how they see us. That is how they always will see us. And that's how they already see you. And to mm-hmm. say that, because that also means that if this is how they see us when we do all these bad things, then when I do all these good things, they'll see me this way. But the reality is, when you do all these good things, they don't see you no other way. And when they do exactly. see you, they see you in adjacent to white. Like exactly. It's like exactly. I, I used to work with this guy who, I mean, a regular cool guy, so not like a nerd cornball. I mean, nothing wrong with a nerd cornball. But my point is to tell that story. He was like a cool guy. Like, everybody liked him. He was going everybody. Had a nice car. You know, as me and Renee had said before, we work as medical technologists in the laboratory. Um, he was married. Just a really nice guy. So, anyway, there was this girl who I worked with, this white girl I worked with. That was, like, my girl. <laughs> like, we kicked it outside of work. But, anyway, one day she made the comment. She called his name. I don't want to call nobody's name. Say, you the whitest black man I know. How? How? Like, he is so far from that, right? Why is the black man? But it was connected to it is what your idea of a black man is. Or your idea of what a man is. Like, it can only be a white man. So this black man is trying to emulate a white man. Well, that's my point. And what you think about a black man, he doesn't add up to these things. So you're the whitest black man I know. And it was like, First of all, you've lost your mind to even say that. And first, let's unpack what you just said. What do you mean by that? And of course, it's like, oh, I don't, no, because that is what you mean. So my point in that is it's if we're not acting a certain way, it's how in adjacent to them are we? Or how mm. are even to adjacent because they can be very violent. They could do a lot of stuff, but it doesn't count. They are. Listen, so it's like how much of let can I allow you in this battle? <laughs> You know, like what I this this is my favorite thing I've been saying every time somebody bring it up about that because that whole white piece gets on my last nerve. Like everything else, I can hear you out, but that about black people and doing this and miscom 
child, please stop. A, a, a reaction like that happened in front of white people and how they now see us is like bringing two gallons of water to the Atlantic Ocean and pouring it in. Yes, it's a fact that you've just added water to the Atlantic Ocean. But in the grand scheme of things, it is a daggone Atlantic Ocean. It ain't going to make no big of a difference. This well, is true. Like, that's, that shouldn't be the conversation. The conversation is, Will Smith, what's going on with you in your brain? And why did you not only get triggered, but you got triggered and you blacked out, you in Christ, you didn't walk into this man and violate him. Like, that's ridiculous. It, it is. And, and, and as we said, too, it's that going back to a quote, um, famous quote of Malcolm X, that black women are the most disrespected, most unappreciated, unprotected humans. So when you do see someone in protection mode, it does seem kind of foreign because it's not something that we always see. And sometimes we kind of say, well, he should have handled this situation like this. He should have handled this situation like that. And it's kind of like, what does protection look like? Because we we are very disrespected and and stuff from a lot of comedians, you know. Um, black ones. Yes. I, and mean, I, I don't say Chris Rock should have got hit, but for you to make a comment about someone's hair, whether you knew she had alopecia or not, you're making a joke about a black woman's hair. This coming from a person who did a whole movie about good hair and the trauma and the whole idea about black women and their hair. You know, so the yeah. fact that you even made a comment about her hair in a negative way, it wasn't intended to be a good thing. You know, that, that is true. But then when you look at how uh, some of his early movies and stuff like that, his depiction was of some of the worst of black people or is it was very um, exaggerated characters of of black people. A lot of his stand up comedy has definitely been in white audiences about black people. And black women has been the butt of a lot of the jokes. So some of this stuff is just like, I don't expect, you know, political correctness and, um, you know, politeness or respect and stuff coming from any particular comedian, because I know some of that, that's what people go and see. And that, that is a part of the Oscar show that they had, the comics and stuff that comes up. And that was not even a, a signed joke. So he's going off the wing and got slipped the shit stuff out of him. Again, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm really not because I do feel like anytime you violate somebody's personal space, personal space by hitting them, no matter who they are, no matter what gender hit who, it's wrong. You know, yeah. can I understand why you might have done it? Yes. Well, you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially when it was not an immediate danger type of situation. Now, sometimes it's just like, guess what? I am like seriously protecting because like there's an attack or something that is going on. But there has been um, some projects that is in pre-production and things. And some of those production companies is, you know, like they don't know if they're going to... Um, you know, keep him on the roster. So it definitely will cost him. And and because of his transition that um for people who follow him on social media, like he he talks a lot about his own growth and you know things that you need to do and coming of age and stuff like that. He's really lost his witness for some people who really um, have admired him and have kind of grown up with him from when he first was rapping 
throughout all of these different transitions and stuff where could be on the other side though it could show his human his human look because yes. reality is in certain things you know i'm not saying people like oh now it feels black people but no guess what as 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 much money as i have and much access i have to do my work um to see a therapist, to do these, to do all these things, to have to perform self-care, which is our topic today, you know, I too had a moment. And mm-hmm. the reality is a lot of times we see what other everybody is doing and taking care of themselves and they look like they have arrived. And so we lose sight of the fact that sometimes it's really I don't think we really arrived. That's kind of my idea with it. Like I think we may evolve and we grow, but there's no final destination and we're constantly growing. And sometimes unfortunately you may take three steps and end up taking one, uh, three steps back, <laughs> you know? But if you look back to where you started, that is where the growth comes in. And, and I think sometimes people um, misequate that you've arrived is a money and um, materialistic things that you have obtained where you can have all those things, but then your mind just just not right. You know, you might not be the best person, whatever like that. So, he, he may have definitely arrived when it come down to money, where it's just like, you know, now you don't have to go out on auditions. People seek you. You seek talent and stuff like that. But that ain't saying, you know, that you, you've healed from some things that money and things cannot, right. you know, um, cannot help you with. And, and I think that's the greater takeaway take that people, they definitely have to look at it separate. You know, you do have him as an artist and he's good in his craft. However, we really don't know him in his home life, but some of the things about their home life in their lives, they have allowed us into. So with that, it's just like going on, on a talk show. Don't get mad because the people in the in the audience, when when they went around and they asked you something or they make make a certain comment, like you you came out, you came on the show, you put this out there. So with with a, a certain level of stardom and um, celebrity. You have to know what comes with it. And even in his acceptance speech, it was like, you have to be um, willing to take those bruises. But it was interesting how he went from, uh, I am a protector of my family. And then he goes into, you have to be this like that. And I don't think he was talking about anybody in itself. I think it was more just like him talking to himself. Like you have to be bigger than this. You have to be able to take the bruises and stuff like that. So for me, just for clarity, when I say arrive, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking because they've been, you know, so there's been a lot of things in the media about them and their family. But I know in his book, he spoke a lot about, you know, the things that he's done um, to help himself grow in certain areas. Uh, And yes, he's been trying. They've been transparent about a lot of things. You know, as far as we know, they've been transparent about a lot of things. So I'm definitely not talking about the money. But like you said, you know, when he got up there and he did give his acceptance speech, I think he definitely was talking to himself. And then he was talking to those people who still like, you know, believe in him or like fans of him who are watching him. And it's like, listen, I know what just happened, but that's not you need to be able to take the bruises. And you also need to be able to take when you fuck up. Getting it right. Like, yes, like I messed up, you know, although. They was talking about how when they tried to tell him to leave the office, they didn't leave. But I think that was probably a whole moment. They felt, she felt vindicated. 
they felt like, you know, no, it was warranted. And probably after the, the rush, the adrenaline, because that's real. Like that adrenaline when people in crisis. And no one knew what to do. Even with it being the Oscars, nobody knew what to do because they never had such a thing happen or whatever like that. And, you know, people didn't want to talk about the Oscars because that's how they were when Donald Trump was in office. They never knew, like, what do we do? What do we do with our hands? Every time right. he did something, they had no idea what to do because nobody had ever done it before. Right, because and, and and when you think about it, it's it's kind of like etiquette, you know, to a certain certain degree. Is it's kind of like everybody has held this type of you know event in its thing where you know this is you know it's it's an elegant event, you know, and this is not how people should particularly act or whatever like that. But I I but one thing, and I know we need to move on. That was very interesting. Speaking of his speech, that he he named other people. That was his co-stars that he felt the need to protect, but he never once said, "I gotta protect, take, take my, take, protect my family." He started out and said, um, "Richard Williams was a strong defender of his family." That's what Richard was doing mm-hmm. about his family. That ain't just saying like you know I mirror about that, but it's a scene in the movie where he's getting jumped. He didn't fight back. But then if everybody's seen that video where um, Venus was very, very young and the reporter was just kind of badgering her about, well, why do you think that you you're going to be so good to win Wimbledon and win this match? And then, you know, he just went in and just broke it up. He's like, no, she already answered the question. It's over with. Well, it's, yes, there probably was a good time. Slap her. Slap her. But guess what? You know what? No, we, I'm cutting it off. You're going to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with the backlash because this is what you did. And he was like, this is a child. So regardless of whether this is a child or not, some of that, it was racially because you wouldn't, because it was other teenagers that was, you know, most times when people, they're prodigies, they're very young. That That's what makes them a prodigy. They, they later didn't do all that. But it, you know what? Guess what? It's over with. Come on. And it's like, and you show him out there on the court. So still, even with him doing that, you also have to remember this is someone that is portraying someone's life. That is not their particular life. And in that moment, though, he was trying to bring it back to the movie because that's the, I think one of the biggest unfortunate things is that that slap kind of overshadowed the fact that he wanted for this movie. Because a lot of times it's the Oscars and Academy Awards. Is that the same thing? <laughs> that bring people out and say, oh, I didn't see that movie. Let me go out and watch it now. So it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe some people will watch it because of the slap. And maybe they won't. Because they better even know what he wanted for at this point. Because it's right. the You know what the good thing is that it was a movie about a person that's already living and that when Venus or Serena or anyone else in that family is asked questions about their father, they're going to be asking, answering questions about their father. They're not going to be answering questions about Will Smith playing their father, which that movie, you know, a two-hour movie can never encompass someone's entire life and what they're doing. So I think the Williams sisters, you know, my rich cousins, they are going to be all right because they they go be up there. They're going to be talking about their dad and my uncle, Richard. Very you know, so, so that's I, good. I did want to read a comment um, from somebody in the chat box. Fernet says, this is definitely a learning opportunity to understand and learn 
how to process our thoughts and emotions before while responding to the action of others and understanding our triggers. Like I would say, Renette, you right on time. That's actually a part of self-care. Like how do you take care of yourself in certain areas? Because if you don't, you'll constantly get triggered. And it's always like, oh my God, this took me out of where I want to be. This took me out. This took me back to a place that I don't want to go anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, after a while, it's on you. It's time to learn those triggers. And it's time to say, okay, recognize what's going on in my body. Because if you feel something going on in your body, like, you know what? It's like me, honey. <laughs> when I need to eat, I need to eat. And I, <laughs> and I say, I'm hungry if I'm with a group. Because if I'm by myself, I can eat. No problem. <laughs> I'm saying I'm hungry because I'm letting you know, hey, I'm at a point where I can verbalize that I'm hungry. But soon and very soon, I won't be able to verbalize that. And I'm going to have an attitude. And it's not going to be <laughs> all I can think about at this point. And I'm just, I'm being funny. Like, I I'm laughing because I have experienced <laughs> that. And when you say it's very soon, it's like within two minutes. It's like, like girl. You know, I'm hungry. Like, so don't ask me no questions because literally, all I can think about is I need to eat. So if you ask me something, I may or may not answer. I may have a funky ass attitude. Um, I mean, but I have to know that for myself. And I since I know that, it's like, you know what? Let me just be quiet. Because I would, I because I know a lot of hangry people. Y'all don't never change because it's just kind of just like, oh my god, I'm hungry. Like you're not gonna fall over dead in 10, 15 minutes. Like I, I still do not understand. Like you revert back to such primal instincts. <laughs> like we live in a regulated, which is just a, a society that we live in. We re- we live regulated, right? So it's things that dysregulate you, and it's like you're dysregulated. And if you notice it in your body, it only gets further and further and further because it hasn't been resolved. And food is something, or the lack of food that dysregulates me, and I can notice that, like, mm, I'm hungry. It's not just something. It's you know like I've my feeling. It is an overall. It is not like my stomach growling. I'm hungry. It's like. My stomach growling. I could feel myself getting mad for no reason. I'm letting you know. You know what? I'm hungry. And I'm going to respond to the people I'm with. Because but you know what? One thing I noticed. This is going off top. And then we finna get to this self-care. Because... <laughs> For the people that are hangry, you know that you like that, but you're least likely to keep a snack with. That's true. They, which is absolutely stupid. Because I told my sister that I'm like, people out there, it's because nine times out of ten, if I have a snack with me, that is not what I'm going to want. So I know, but it's something to tie you over. It does not fix it because you are not satisfied. It does not tie me over. I am chewing for no reason, and I still want to eat. I'm just being honest. I am yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Wedding, you need to get snacks. A lot of the different little snacks. Carry your big purse. Because like my sister, carry <laughs> these big bad purses, these pieces of luggage for a purse, everyday purse. And I was just like, why don't you keep a snack with you? Why? It doesn't happen often. It usually happens because the schedule went a certain type of way, right? Because yeah. you know that way, like I know when I'm like I have a, I know when I need to eat. I eat in the morning. I you know I'll do whatever. I have my snack. Most times it's happened because I've gone longer than I planned to eat. 
Listen, don't shoot the messenger. I'm trying to help y'all. Help y'all help y'all. I'm trying to help you too. Carry a snack with you. Keep keep something in your car. Even a day, I know myself. <laughs> it works. And I'm telling you. I understand that, but guess what? Try the snack to see if you can incorporate that into it. Thank you for that. Learning opportunity. See what the snack do. See what the snack do. You don't even care no snack. Don't don't cast it down. Don't cast it down. I have done snacks and snacks don't have as long as I know you, I ain't never know she had no snack. I I don't don't get hangry every day. I don't get hangry every time we go out. Like that's not an always type of thing because I am no, don't make that face. Now I may be other things, but I'm not always hangry. Okay. I'm not saying that you always hangry, but as soon as you get hungry, you get hangry. And a lot of times <laughs> we used to stay in the same city. We would be around each other long enough that you would get hungry. And you did become hangry. And I would pay you no mind because my sister had been the same way. So guess what? Maybe my sister had prepped me for the friendship that I was going to have with you because it was just like. But that's only if we're out. If I'm at my house, I don't get hangry at my house. I don't get hangry at other people's house. I just find something to eat. If I'm at your house, listen, your food is my food. I'm going to have what you got. <laughs> I don't get I don't get hungry at home. I always have food at home. Okay. And I go I go to people's house and have food. Okay. If you don't have food at your house, honey, don't invite you. Check on your friends and family members that have hangry people that's around them that they're not hangry, but you know, opposites attract. You don't never have two hangry people together because they're so we'll just be walking around seeing fights all over the city. Be like, shit, they let me tell you and we really need to move on. <laughs> and my last relationship, my boyfriend, my ex, he was hangry. He would get hangry. And it's so funny because when I realized it, because he had like the funkiest attitude. We had been out doing all these things. And I was like, what is wrong with you? And then I asked, I was like, have you eaten? He said, no. I said, oh, you're hungry. I said, put your hand in the car. And he did have, now he did have some granola and stuff like that. But he would just keep stuff in the car because he used to drive Uber. That's not the point. So he had to go get something to eat. And it was so funny because when I realized that it's in our relationship, I found out, feel, felt like he got hangry more often than I did. I was able to manage mine better than his. So, yeah, maybe that's why we didn't work out. Ha ha. Because y'all was hungry. <laughs> we were two hangry individuals. That don't, that sounds Just like two broke people ain't going to make it. Two hangry people ain't going to make it because somebody's going to end up killing the other one for food. Exactly. And onto that, because of the question of yourself, it is what is your care? <laughs> Not being hungry. No, there so, <laughs> is having snacks ready. I don't know. I just, I mean, I have done snacks before, but um, that was my dilemma. That like when it was time, if those things happened, I was like, but I don't even want this. Like it did not quench whatever I was feeling. I understand, but you know, just keep your little snack around just in case, but it will tide you over. It may not be what you want, but it keep you off the edge. So, you know, we talk about how self-care is not just brunch and mimosas. Let me say this. I love brunch. I love mimosas. And I love Fridays. But, you know, this topic of self-care really came up um, because what month are we in, Brittany? This is like... I know, but it was like national self-care month. <laughs> yes. yes. It's national self-care month. And um and just in looking up things like what is self-care and what will you do, you know, just kind of it 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 
exploring that idea and expanding our minds of what self-care look like because a lot of people say oh i don't have time for self-care and that's a lot of times because or they say they don't have money and a lot of times that's because it's like oh you need to meditate 30 minutes a day um you need to make sure you go and get your nails done and your hair done. You're getting a massage and you're getting facials and you're doing all these things. But what we have found in our research that, you know, self-care is not just about those things. Yes, those things are nice and they make you feel good. And the reality is it doesn't even make everybody feel good. Mm-hmm. If it you out, that's not self-care. <laughs> like self-care is about things that um, make you feel better. But so my question to you, Renee, or maybe I can answer it first. I will say initially when I thought of self-care and I, it, to me, it was not necessarily going to spas, but like treating myself, luxuriating myself. So it was like, oh, run me a nice bath water, like candles and music, just really pampering myself, which mm-hmm. I completely enjoy. Um, I love a hot tub, honey. I love a little jazz. That's probably the only time I really even listen to jazz because my mom loves this. My mama loves jazz and she played. I'm like, Jesus Christ. We gonna drive with this on? Anyway, side note. But I will put on <laughs> jazz. Right, going to sleep. Okay, and I, but that's a time that I like to play jazz because, because it doesn't have lyrics, you kind of do get to kind of clear your mental space. Mm. Um, and that's a time that I like to play jazz. But that is what I thought of in self-care so Renee what what did you think of about in self-care um a lot of a lot of the self-care it is definitely have at least my thoughts my initial thoughts like is stuff that people they advertise for you know the spas the girl days out and all of that other type of stuff but as we was talking earlier sometimes that may Sometimes, you know, that Sunday brunch, it may end up feeling very uh, obligation. And then therefore, that's no more self-care. Or maybe you, it's therapeutic for you, but for somebody else, this is their event session. So then it doesn't become self-care for for you. And then also, you know, as we, you know, dig deeper into um this whole um, self-care is like, you know what? Uh, if I think some people, they miss the mark because it's advertised so much as the spas, the mimosas, the girl days out, whatever. And even on the men's side, well, then guess what? You need to be going to the gym, go ride a bike. What about if I ain't got, no, got a bike? And it just seemed like everything has something to do with money. Right. But with this pandemic, then what happened when you don't lost your job? But you still need to take care of yourself and your, as um, Fernand said, self care is holistic. Your your whole entire being. But if that's what you boxed it in, it's just like what. And as we gave that example earlier before the show was like, you may not even recognize like, hey, the grandparents have the kids on Sunday and you and your mate y'all going for a ride just to nowhere but y'all just riding in the car y'all talking about different things y'all out of that environment you're undisturbed or whatever like that but now depending on where you at gas prices is is between six dollars to four dollars we ain't riding in no car so then if you don't realize that was the form of self-care to try to keep yourself together and to keep um 
your 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 family together you think it's about the ride but it's about the conversation where guess what now we got to do some some do realignment when the children are asleep we may have to get up at three o'clock in the morning excuse me to have a conversation to keep the family together but you also have to realize that was that that thing you know that self-care they help everybody, you know, I done got whatever I got off my chest about this week or whatever. And it's things that you didn't want to talk about in front of um, the kids. And also, this is how you start and end your week, right. you know, but it wasn't about the drive. But if different dynamics change, what about if your self-care was with the spa? Spas were shut down 2020 everywhere. Right. Now, some you got some people... I, uh, I don't, I don't want to be that close and have people just on me, breathing on me, whatever. The pandemic is still going on and it's raging. Or what if that's what people just feel in their mind? That's what it is. Right. There's nothing else to do. Well, the National Institute of Mental Health defines self-care as taking the time to do things that help you live well and improve both your physical health and your mental health. When it comes to your mental health, self-care can help you manage stress, your risk of illness and increase your energy. Even small acts of self-care in your daily life uh, can have a big impact. And they give a couple examples, get exercise, eat healthy, make sleep a priority, try relaxing activities, set goals and priorities, practice gratitude, focus on positivity and stay connected. Um, this is a point that we're definitely going to get on um, next because we're going to kind of break down the different domains. Self-care looks different for everyone and it's important mm -hmm. that you find what you need and what you enjoy. Um, and just remember, trial and error is a real thing. You might do something like, oh, I don't like that. Don't give up on self-care. You try something else. You know, um, you shared, Renee, something that Lizzo said, and I loved it. So please share that again with everybody. Okay. Um, and I did post this. You can always go back to um, our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram and you will see it. Self-care has to be rooted in self-preservation, not just mimosas and spa days. Lizzo, the, um, the singer, pop star, that is what she said. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Self-care has to be rooted in self-preservation preservation not just mimosas and spa days and what is self-preservation because it's like those things that you need to do to preserve yourself um some people may make lists every day and it's habitual for them but if they don't make the list they're fine but there are some people that they need to make a list every day for themselves because it gets things off of their brain it clears their mental space and then it puts it on paper and so they can go about their day. That is something that they do for self-care because it's something that they're doing to preserve their mental health. It's something they're doing to lower the stress of their day because if they have it written down, being able to put that line through that activity helps them feel great. Even if they don't get things done, just the idea of having it on a piece of paper helps them. So um, I know we said it was four domains, but we have five today that we're going to talk about. And there we've seen where there's some other domains, but, uh, you know, certain things we felt like fell under um, the ones that we're talking about today. So mm -hmm. the first one is physical care. 
And that's the one that we all know about. You know, that is like, oh, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to eat healthy. That is the one that's like, oh, I'm going to go to the spa and get a facial. Um, Hey, that may be something that you need in your life. That may be something extra. But, you know, what is it to preserve yourself that, you know, you're doing that? And that could be saying, hey, I'm going to make sure that I eat one extra fruit or something of that. Make sure I eat vegetables at least three times during the week. If it's not something that you're usually doing, figuring out how you can add that to your life because you know you need that to preserve yourself because, hey, you're not getting the results you need at the doctor's office. You want to live a long, healthy life. And that's also, too, going to the doctor. We are at the age where you have already started with preventative maintenance. A lot of us, we're dealing with aging parents. Some people have already lost their parents to certain diseases. We're losing um, classmates, other family members that are in our age range. And it's due to health stuff, not just, you know, freak accidents and stuff like that. So part of that self-care needs to be Go to your doctor, find out what is going on with you so you know what your baseline is because everything is all right until it's not all right. And that's how how stuff is. It's it's the same one like you get a cold. Well, yesterday I was just fine. And you know what? Half of the day you felt great. And then after that, you felt like trash. I felt the same way when I got COVID. I was cool. I woke up, a little scratch, a little tingle, tingle. And as the day went on, it was like, oh, my God, I'm crashing. Mm-hmm. You know, so do all of that as well as going to the doctor, yeah. finding out really what is going on, because everybody's not in tune with their body to, to feel these little pins and needles and little all this other different type of stuff. And it has to be something big just like, oh, this arm, when I turn it back like this, it don't work. But guess what? You need to go and see about that arm because it should still go back. You might not be able to throw a baseball at 100 miles per hour, but you should be able to do a full 360 rotation of your arm. And let's talk, let's bring it back to, the, okay, this is the 40 spot, right? So this is people who are 40, maybe before 40, a little after 40 that's tuning in. The reality mm-hmm. is our goal is to, to be older in life. And to yes. still be able to move around. And if we ignore these things, because we talk about it's about preserving your, yourself. So, what your self care and preserving your health and preserving your body, like we literally do not get another one. And so, when we're 80, and like that shoulder that Renee's talking about, you know, you're 80, and now you're not in a position where you can probably clean yourself. That's going to affect everything else too because it's going to affect your morale, it's going to affect your mental health because now you're going to have to rely on other people. You may not want anyone coming in and doing this service for you when the reality is now is the time that we need to start taking care of ourselves. Take care of yourself. And so many people, especially women, especially black women, we will take care of everybody else. We will make an appointment for everybody else to go to the doctor and we won't see after something because it's like, well, I could still function. Yeah, you can function, but like, what is your percentage of function? Like, is it at a high level? You know, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to say physical self-care. They have some things listed, like eating regularly. A lot of people <laughs> don't eat. Uh, they'll eat once a day. Uh, unless you're doing intermittent fasting, which is your goal is to lose weight, you should be eating. Your body needs it. Your body needs the fuel. Your brain needs the fuel. Exercise. Get medical, excuse me, get regular medical care for prevention. Like Renee just talked about, get medical care when needed. <laughs> Don't wait. Yes. You are so far gone. 
And now it's like, oh, well, now we have to do all of these things and you're upset. Um, why is it so bad? Well, you know, and it's not to do a dead horse, but because you didn't go and take care of yourself. Um, get massages. Dance, swim, walk, run. Basically, get some movement. Take time to be sexual with yourself or with a partner. Sex has been proven. Listen, sex has been proven to up, you know, increase your mental health, your physical mm-hmm. health, to decrease uh, your stress. It's a win-win by yourself or with a partner. I like that answer. Get enough sleep. Sometimes yes. I can get four hours. Yes, and I know on a previous show. Mm-hmm. We said that when you're in 40, you don't need that much sleep. And everybody disagreed with that. Guess well, what? <laughs> These are the same people. I'm going to go with that whatever. It's probably some research that came not in the, within the United States. They were somewhere else where they have a siesta. And guess what? You don't see any other countries changing that because they know the productivity is better. And guess what? That's two hours or an hour. I ain't got to be fooling with you. When we was in kindergarten, they had it down to a science. Take that nap. If not, lay down, put your head down, shut your mouth. Don't bother nobody. Nothing. Don't quit. And guess what? My I'm friend, the people that go to sleep. Or Facebook, one of the two. They're kind of one and the same at this point. But they have sleep pods. And it's not like your break. You have a sleep time, you know, and you can have to do this more more than once throughout the day. Of course, you have to work, but they found that if people can get 30-minute naps in between their day, you know, when they're feeling like, oh, my God, I need a nap, they will be more productive. And honestly, they will because when you're tired and no longer working, you're looking at your phone, saying what's, what's popping on Facebook because you're trying to keep your mind running, but mm-hmm. tired. So you're just looking at anything. Yeah, um, and so you'll be more productive. Take that nap. You know, there's mm-hmm. studies that prove that if you if you rest before learning something new, and if you rest after learning something new, that you will actually retain it longer. Yeah, so sleep is so important uh, for what we do every day, which is live. <laughs> so even exactly. if you need to rest, don't let mm-hmm. nobody tell you, including yourself, that you don't need it. Exactly. Um, where it say I like this one. It says wear clothes you like. Like, put on something that makes you feel good. Like, ooh, okay. That is a, a, a form of physical self-care. Along with all the stuff we already kind of know about. Um, bodies and all this other stuff. You know, getting a facial is lovely. It is a wonderful thing. But it doesn't have to be those simple things. I don't want to say it's simple. But it don't always have to be the same thing all the time. Renee, you have something to add before we move to the next one? Yeah, um, in the in in the comment, it was talking about sleep. Corinthians said, "I need more sleep, but I only average about five hours sleep each night. And being able to take a nap is one of a busy person's pleasure. Me, I'm a busy person. Yes, yeah. and sometimes you might not can't take a nap every day, but maybe you can say like, guess what? Two days and not on the weekend when you maybe not working, I'm gonna take me a little nap." Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try my best to try to take me a nap, even if it's like after you finish work, just taking a little nap before you start whatever your daily routine is at home afterward. Have y'all ever had like the best 15 minute nap? I can remember having 15 minutes, like I went to sleep 15 minutes. Oh my god, I felt like I slept for five hours. That has happened to me before, and I think that's the whole idea about even having a sleep pod. 
that just even mm-hmm. hurts a sleep now, child. I don't know if they're adapting. You know, they're not adapting at no time soon. They want us to work. Okay. I want to use that for all of their employees, like everybody, not just the tech gurus. Is that for the people who cleaning up and everybody get a sleep pod? No. <laughs> they say you don't need to sleep. They they clean up later. Probably okay. not. I mean, I mean, that's that's me being cynical, but probably not. It's probably not for everyone. Well, I just I just know this much. If I worked on a job and some people get to take a nap and I don't get to take a nap. That might not be the confident for me because I, discrimination. What make them not n- no need no nap? They don't need. They just go in there. And they don't even be sleep because I'm going by there to see. I don't be like my son used to be in on pre K. Miss such said she didn't go to sleep. I seen her eyes open. Guess what I'm telling on everybody that didn't go to sleep. Shit, I'm snitching. Fuck it. You you want to be woke? I want to be sleep. I'll take the nap for you. Look, I'm gonna get back out there and I'm gonna do twice as much. I'm gonna be good right now. I'm fighting sleep and I'm trying to do whatever else, but I'm going in there to see who who's sleeping, who not. And I'm telling, I would hope that it does, but something tells me it is not for everybody. Yeah, so the next form of self care is psychological self care. I think, uh, Corinthian said earlier in the um comment that blocking people is a form of self-care. And I feel like that may fall under psychological self-care. Because it's like people that get on your nerves. And it's just like, nah, I just can't do that. And especially when it's you have the power to get away from them. Now sometimes people get on your nerves, they may live with you. You can't just immediately get away from them or whatever. Or it may be people that you work with and you know that you need a job. But, oh, baby, if you come up in that timeline, guess what? Block. <laughs> block. I may not block. Because I had some, some some family members. I love them. But, oh, my God. Every second of every day. If, we know when they sleep because that's when they not posting. <laughs> but when they awake, baby, they finna blow your timeline up. I had to mute them out of my timeline. I don't want to block them because it's just like, it wasn't nothing against me or whatever like that. But it's like, ain't nothing else can get through. Uh, Y'all just on my timeline. Oh, she said block on the phone. She mean, I'm not even stopping you just on social media. Block. <laughs> Time out for 30 days on Facebook. Like, guess what? I ain't got to wait for you to go on Facebook, Jay. Guess what? I got a jail for you, too. But I mean, I think even though it's funny, I do think that it is true, you know, because if you know that this person is draining and you've had nonstop negative conversations, why? Like, why continue to put yourself psychologically through that? Um, some things on the list says make time for self reflection, have your own personal psychotherapy, write in a journal. <laughs> funny thing about journaling and like it talked about earlier you know you have to find what works for you I know that journaling does not work for me I do journal because it's good but the consistency in journaling I'm horrible like I think about journaling I think about my hand hurt like, <laughs> so I know that journaling is not my form of self-care do I journal yes but it is not self-care for me it is not oh my god I need to journal no I journal because there's certain things I like to um mark and uh note and kind of put in put down what i'm thinking but that's not self-care for me sorry it took a side journey uh read literature that is unrelated to school i know renee you love to read <laughs> i do 
I do. I, I sent you a book along with some other people. Y'all ain't read that book yet. And I reference that book a lot. She does. But she didn't. Just, first of all, when I say she loves to read, I don't mean she read that book and therefore, um, no, honey. She, she would read one book, move to the next book. Like, okay. Did you read this? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I, I mean, I love to read, but I, I read in spurts. It's definitely not a self care for me. But you be like, I read this, and I'm on this book. Oh wow! Look, it was at a point where I would like pick up overtime, and we was doing temperature screening and stuff at the hospital. So like you're just sitting there, and it was just like, okay, you know, when the shift changed, so I was able just to read and just consume. And it was just like, just the joy to be able to read something that's not required for school right. or something like that. And it was just like let me just suck it all up and stuff like that um but yes and it's just like you know you gotta get these woke books yeah. wake wait gotta wake the masses I better i need to do better because when we do that show that i can actually have something to contribute <laughs> um <laughs> said, i like to read for pleasure not when it's required it's, it's, i'm a leisure reader yeah love yeah. To read for pleasure but it's like I love. Food. I think everybody's kind of like that, um, especially when um, people they have 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 like in school. It was plenty of people they like to read, but it's just like man, it done took me two weeks to read this one chapter, the chapter one, number ten pages. It was just kind of like it ain't just that it's hard to consume. Is it's because I think it's for us. It's a task, you right. know, and everything like I that. Have a new date and has all these other things. Um, what else is under psychological self-care is let others know the different aspects of you. So, you know, letting people know that, hey, I get hangry from time to time. So I want you to know that. So when, you know, I get hangry, you know up front what's going on with me and it can be resolved quickly. Um, <laughs> That's just called where get on out the way because I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, but I think that'll keep down, you know. Yeah, I'll care this. Unnecessary man. arguments that people don't listen. I can be hangry and this is what this looks like. You know, don't take it personal. I have something in my kitchen that says, oh, forgive me for what I said when I was hungry. Somebody actually did that to me. <laughs> the hangry people. Notice your inner experience, meaning listen to your thoughts, judgment, beliefs, attitudes, and feelings. I think that's very important because that's a big part of knowing yourself. Like, notice mm -hmm. how what comes up for you when certain things happen. Like, how are you feeling? What's your thoughts and beliefs about things that's happening around your world or what people are sharing with you? Um, engage your intelligence in a new area, meaning go to art museum, historic exhibits, sports events, theater performance. Practice receiving from others. Honey, how many people need that? I'm sure everybody on this chat, everybody listening. There's so many people that have a problem receiving from others. They will give, 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 give. But it's like when somebody wants to, no, it's okay. It's okay. That's all right. I can do it. No, it's fine. It's fine. But I think it goes goes beyond just receiving material items. Sometimes receiving um, the love, receiving yeah. the word of advice, receiving, you know, those type of things, which... Like we you say, know, it goes back. Oh, you look so nice today. Oh, this yeah. and not being like that humble, fake humble stuff. Like, no, people genuinely feel like, oh no, they just have problems with that. Yeah, but but as I say, and this this and I think sometimes it is it can be 
um, a new thing, especially if you don't don't receive those things often. So it just feel like I don't know. Are they being 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 funny if they're not? And I think for Nett, she said in there, it said receiving help. I think a lot of us we have been burned. Or we have witnessed growing up people being burned because I helped them out of the goodness of my heart. And then people turn around and say, well, you did X, Y, and Z, or you trying to help them. And then you didn't help them right. So then they shut you down. Or we've seen where people, they give their help and they use it as a weapon later on. It's like, nah, but I help you. So it's just like, I don't want them from you because you don't really know how is this going to turn around in two weeks, two years, two months, because some people have rolling leisure and people can remember some stuff 40, 50 years and they will hold it on to you. And, said, and it is true. And said, Fernandez said, it's hard for black women, especially because we have been conditioned to do everything ourselves. It is. And the construct of our society has placed us in unnatural situations, being the head of household, you know, breadwinners and things that this is not what we was divinely ordained to be. So sometimes when you've been put in a situation that you were never supposed to be in, anyway, you're going to mess it up. You just, I mean, that's just, that's just, I believe wholeheartedly it is. I mean, don't, guess what? I forget that man name. He worked for NASA. He did a miscalculation and the 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 thing did not land on Mars. It just kept on going. Billions of tax dollars floating off somewhere up in space. Did that would be me. Guess what? At least he was able to do a calculation and get it up off the ground because if it was me, it wouldn't even blow up. It is all I can do is just help y'all count backwards. Please let, let the rest of the calculations be to somebody else. But like when you ain't in the right position to do stuff, I definitely feel like you're going to mess it up. And I, I, I figured out where you was going with that story. <laughs> but it was because yeah. you didn't have the, the knowledge that was needed. Yeah. Or the oversight. If not, I got it. I got it. And some people probably just like, you know what? I'm going to let you have it. And guess what? I'm still going to have my job. And you ain't never going to be able to work nowhere else on nobody's space station or space nothing. Because you you can't do calculations. You you in an unnatural position for you. Exactly. Um, A couple last things. It says, be curious. Uh, And one I like. Practice saying no to extra responsibilities sometimes. Now, this is not stuff that you got to do. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Now, sometimes you might need to say no because, again, it's what's good for you, what needs to work for you. But practice and saying no because a lot of people will say yes to everything. Somebody asks you to do something, sure, I'll do it. Or they don't even ask you. You just volunteer because you want to help people. And you're constantly putting more and more and more on your plate when your plate is over full. Your plate, every inch of your plate is full. And at what time, at what point are you going to actually be able to devour everything and get everything done? And you'll be sitting there with a big stomach rubbing like, oh, I must be hungry because I'm still talking about food. But remember <laughs> the big stuff said, oh, I'm so full because I have too much on my food. Um, and just uncomfortable. And you can't do nothing, right? Because a lot of times that would happen. You put a whole bunch of things on your plate and then you mm-hmm. don't get it done because you're feeling like, I'm just overwhelmed, and you have that for me. That's how I feel. When I get overwhelmed, I end up doing nothing. 
because I'm so overwhelmed. I'm stressed out in my head. Where do I start? You know what? I'm gonna just watch this good TV show. Oh, and then yeah. done. And I procrastinate to get things done. And that's because I put too much on my plate. So yeah. and saying no to other people and sometimes just to yourself, Jeff. Yep. We yeah. are our, we are our biggest apps a lot of time. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree. Yes, yes, yes. So what's the next one? Financial self-care. Yeah, that bag, the moolah, the dinero, the pesos, the dollars, the yeah, ruples. <laughs> Come on, money, the dinero, everything, every dollar. Jackets, the paper, yeah. the cash. <laughs> the dollar, dollar bill, y'all, and I'm going to be telling our age. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> oh, what was funny is, when was the last time you looked at your bank account? Not to go and pay a bill, but I, I mean, I can be honest, I haven't looked at my bank account <laughs> like that, you know, but no, that's not it. It's, I haven't looked at my bank account because I'm not doing financial self-care. Yes. And what that looks like, okay, how am I taking care of my finances? Because ultimately, you know, there's things that I want to do. Um, what happens if someone has gotten into my account and I don't know because I don't make it a, a, a point to kind of go to my account and just peruse, you know, every day just really quickly to make sure nothing looks weird there. Mm-hmm. The truth is we don't have to do everything in each in each area, but sometimes we having to figure out certain things that you don't do. Maybe it can benefit you in the long run. Renee, you about to say something? Yes, and I was just saying, kind of financial self-care is also being financially literate as well to know the difference between money and currency, how money works, how money revolves around you in your community, how it works globally and everything. And also knowing the new form of money it's cryptocurrency. We're going to do a show about that because this this other stuff, I mean, you don't even see a lot of people with actually money, um, physical money on hand. It's all in a plastic card, you know, nowadays. Now, you don't even have to have a card. You can just have everything. You can just, you know, this is magic one. I went to Chipotle today. The girl was like, y'all take Apple Pay. And in my mind, I'm going to be honest. I'm like, I can't believe you just got their card on their phone. <laughs> Which is crazy that I even think like that just because I haven't done it. But the this thing literally has your whole entire world. Mm-hmm. That is convenient but scary. Yeah, but that 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 is that is what the global world is going to. It is no way to to go from that because even if you take all your money out and you hold it and stuff, eventually it's not going to matter about anything because this coin shard shortage is part of they collecting all of those coins and stuff because when you look at there's enough there's supposed to be enough of coins in even if they don't make any more of this in circulation to last 35 years. So with me, I'll be 77, but I every time I go somewhere, it's like, oh, it's a coin shortage. Do you have exact change? Please use exact change. The banks are not giving them out, and it's just kind of like you do not have all these people. You know, just hoarding pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. What do you think they're doing with the money? You think they're melting it down? 
Um, probably so. Because the pennies are copper. You can turn on copper in for linen. Copper is insulation. There's definitely need for wiring of houses and stuff. And it has a lot of other different type of properties that copper is used for. And um the the um the the nickel, the shiny coins, they used to be silver, pure silver, but they're not, but now I think they're like a a nickel alloy. So mm -hmm. it they have uses for it. They definitely have uses I'm sure for they, it. I'm sure they're doing something with it to benefit them. <laughs> yes. So, so financial self-care is definitely important, especially if it's something that you know that's always in your mind, you know, about your bank account. Honey, check check your account. <laughs> <laughs> and, much and, mimosas if, uh, and know you're spending uh, because like you said uh, some people they equate that self-care to some some form that is going to cost some money so you should not be going broke trying to go to a spa listen or saying, you know what not right now that could be your self-care for the day like i'm caring like when you care for a child <laughs> and you take care of them and say, hey, think about this. You're doing that for yourself when you say, you know what? I'm not going to do this because I can put this money toward X, Y, and Z. Pause. A lot of people, especially mothers, do that, unfortunately, when they don't mean to do that. So it's like figuring out the difference. Please figure out the difference. What I mean by that is a lot of mothers will have the money. And when it comes to them, they'll say, I don't mean it put that on pause. But when it comes to their child, they'll spend the exact same money for their kid for something that's not needful. So, you know, distinguish those two. I just want to put that out there. Distinguish the difference between the self-care and the not you, you not you purchasing something because you don't feel that you are worthy. Conversation for another another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But but also because I've been in those situations where it wasn't that I did not have the money for it. But as a mother, you definitely want to think, guess what? I need to make sure that I have money on hand because there was always going to be something. And just like when my son got in school, he was good if he gave you 24 hours. Notice that it was something that school related that had to do with your money and stuff like that. So, you know, it's those type of things. And it's like, do I have the money for, I have the money right now, but I know, guess what? I, next week, my light bill is going to come and that fluctuates. So right. it's like, okay, do I have enough to cover that and this? You know, so sometimes it's not that you 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 don't put yourself first. You thinking about the entire entire household and how mm -hmm. this is going. Because the last thing you want to do is have more month than you have money. Hello, you got a child. So, and I think that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Knowing the difference between what you're saying and 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 the self worth in. Maybe you may spend the money on a thing or an experience because I remember something with my mom. I was a teenager at the time and I was looking at this purse. Uh, no, she was looking at a purse and she, she, not like she was out lavish and buying stuff all the time. And she was really heavily, I think it was a purse. I may be wrong, but I do remember the conversation and she was like, no, I'm not going to get it. And my response to her was, and this is me just being reflective of what I've seen from her. I said, well, if, if it was me, you would buy it. And she was like, you're right. I don't even think she bought it after I said that. But it was just the idea of 
you her wanting to do things for me but when it came to doing things for her she kind of put herself to the side and i get that concept um to a degree uh because mothers oftentimes do that and that's part of the responsibility of being a mother but remembering who, who the different layers of you as a mother that's what i'm talking about that piece of it you know like you said you don't want to have more, more uh month and get money and also i do think it, it's the difference when if you was talking about the situation with your mom and stuff like that where she may be at financially today is not where she was when she was younger with you so therefore you've already trained yourself to put them first and to put you last and you have done that for so long sometimes it's hard to kind of just unlearn that and as Corinthians said it says a difference in having money and having that money it is it is a big big difference and stuff because i can definitely say like where i am financially now is very different and then when I had my son, so some some habits was already there, you know, and stuff like that. Because it's like if I buy clothes, my my weight had been for the most part very very steady, you know, over the course of majority of his life. However, his was not. So if I'm going to Walmart, I'm going to Target. Like I'm always like, let me go in here to the children's section because let me see if it's something that he needs. It may be something I'll say I'm going to buy it at a larger size. And so now some people, they can, when the season comes, that's when they buy their kids, they close. I just know that that to me, it, it did not work for me. And it still doesn't make any sense because it's like, even if you do have the money, everybody, the richest people still want to save money. That's why a lot of the jobs saying here, they're going over there for free labor or next to nothing. Labor. Better than money. Oh, exactly. So <laughs> it was just kind of like, why not? buy it off season and bigger and you can almost gauge your child the what they're going to weigh and their height and stuff like that and you can kind of um gauge that and you buy it then and then you don't have to worry about it instead of like oh my god it's getting cold but now i gotta wait on my paycheck but it's supposed to be 30 degrees all all went along i'm pissed off and i'm mad because it's different from do you not have the money for that but I do know this much. They sell coats all year long. They do, especially at Burlington. That's my spot. <laughs> um, Erica says, yes, uh, Jada, that's her daughter, calls me out about this too. And then Corinthians made a point to say, it's not just mothers. It's another trait of well-balanced Black women. Absolutely. Um, and Fernet pointed to something that you said. He said, yes, I'm definitely in a much more different situation now than when I was younger. So when she had her daughter, she was younger. So, And when you get older, it's like, Okay, you're still in that mind frame. She said, Yes, I did. She did the same thing with her daughter. So, yeah. you know, I think sometimes holding on to that when you get older, of the putting yourself to the side and transitioning to say and to realize where you are. Um, and also, mm-hmm. as you get older, it's just some stuff. Because I remember one time, you know, we used to sit up there and we would be studying just like, Lord, I just want to be able to go in the store and it don't matter about the price and stuff like that. I'm I'm just going to be able to get it. And I remember we had went in that store pure and we laughed because we bought it. I said, you know what? The crazy thing is, ain't nothing in the store that we can't afford. And I mind you, they had t-shirts, literally like t-shirts that were $700. We could afford them. But it's like, we pray like, Lord, we just want to be able to go in the store and we can buy but guess what we did not praise it's like lord we ain't caring about that price tag see that is something that our parents instilled in us that regardless of the money 
is this really, really reasonable to buy a $700 Hanes t-shirt with some little gem on it? I can't say that I will never spend $700 on a shirt, but it wouldn't be that shirt. Like you said, a t-shirt, honey, when you did some press and you some gems, I could do that. I could do that. Let's go to the house. Let me get a cricket. I can figure that out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> put a name on it. <laughs> but um, going to our next uh, domain of self-care, emotional self-care. And one of those things is spending time with others uh, who company you enjoy. And that, that is the point of like when you say, oh, let's go to brunch. Because I will say something, if, especially if you haven't done it in a while, specifically this happened like right after the pandemic. Uh, of course, we're all, I can't say right after the pandemic because we're still in it. But the first time I went out in like months, at least six, seven months, I was nervous. But it was like when I was done, I was like, oh, my God, I needed I didn't realize how much I needed to literally be outside. We were sitting on a patio and to laugh at people and just kind of engaging with people. And I so need I felt so good leaving. And it wasn't even people that I hung out with all the time. I just was like, OK, I went out with a couple co-workers after um after work and we sat outside so I was like okay I feel comfortable doing that but I needed that so much and so definitely that is an emotional self-care stay in contact with important people in your life I think we definitely have learned that through this pandemic give yourself affirmation and praise yourself you definitely need to do that um one thing we talk about is giving yourself grace we will most people are quick to give others grace and we will dog ourselves out Mm-hmm. They were like, I should have known better. I should have did better. But we don't ever give ourselves the grace. So giving yourself grace is, is emotional self-care. Loving yourself. Um, reread favorite books. Review favorite movies. I don't know what that means. I guess it's going to Just watch them again sometimes because I, I have like started watching movies that I watched, you know, haven't watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. And especially like especially like movies from the 80s because it was like I was a teen I was young in some of the early 90s it's totally different I watched Billy um Billy the uh, Billy the other day and it was just like this was so 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 different now with my life experiences and just knowing what I know now it was definitely some parts of it it's just like we shouldn't even been playing none of this stuff, but you know, I guess like as some of our parents look at some of those black exploitation films and stuff, they watch them again, just like you know. But it still is art. It is. It had people working, whatever, like that. But you you do see stuff with a different eye and different mindset, and it's certain stuff like I didn't know that they had that in there. I didn't pick that up. You know, now I'm looking at stuff like. Oh, this is mu- music playing in the background. Oh, I remember this song. All this other kind of stuff. So I get that. Review it because it's almost just like with fresh eyes and ears. Yeah. Identifying uh, comforting activities, objects, people, relationships. I think that's important that, because a lot of times we don't know. So it's like that whole exploring. Um, allow yourself to cry. <clears throat> and it's not cry because, I, you know, so I'm a crier. But everybody don't cry. And crying is not the symbol of self-care. I feel I like but I, I think the biggest thing about allowing yourself to cry, allow yourself to feel the feelings. You know, if you're upset, be okay with being upset. If you're sad, be okay with being sad. Like, acknowledge your, acknowledge your feelings and feel the feelings, move through them and over them. Um, I think that 
And that's saying, and, and, and allow yourself to cry if it's something that you do. Or if you feel it coming up, don't just get that ball in your throat and then have, you know, laryngitis because now that ball's stuck. I don't know. I feel different about that crying. Coming from I'm not a crier, said the other person who, in my opinion, is a little bit of a crybaby. But, you know, I love her still the same. <laughs> I think because a crybaby cry for anything. For no reason. No, I cry for reasons. I can tell you why I'm crying. Cry babies, they be crying. Oh, sleepy. What, what you crying for? Go to sleep. Okay. Girl, I would never forget one time where it was just like, oh my God. We were studying one time and then we had a test or something come up. And I'm reading something and I look up and you was crying. I was like, why are you crying? I don't know. Not because I was tired and sleepy and didn't want to be there studying and overwhelmed. See, that is absolutely no reason to cry. I asked you, you said you ain't know. And I was just like, well, we got to study. Yeah. We got a test coming up. <laughs> like bringing up old shit. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, I ain't never cried for no reason. Like, no, I remember I asked you, what did you cry for? Because I'm like, I ain't touch you. And then came through here in a hitter. In recent years, I haven't cried for no reason. I have evolved. That's called growth. Because I am in touch with my feelings and I can tell you what I was feeling most likely back then. I don't cry for just arbitrary reasons that I don't know. No, I probably was crying because I was overwhelmed. <laughs> and I didn't Thank know you how for that, but don't guess what? I don't let people just bicycle back. Guess what? There has been times in your adult life you were just crying, just be crying because you had tear ducts. And guess what? It was witnessed by me and was just like well, remind me never to cry in front of you, okay? But I can tell you, I'm not saying that I wouldn't cry, honey. What Corinthia says, just need to flush your tear ducts, wash this as us. I will wash this as us. Like, I know these people snotting and blowing my nose. But because it is so relatable and it does touch a piece of me, it doesn't touch a piece of everybody, but it does. And sometimes you just need to clear out the tears up. And I'm in touch with my feelings. And I'm yes, um, Fernet, being overwhelmed is real, but being overwhelmed does not always equate to I need to cry. But that that is for people. So maybe it doesn't equate that to you, but it equates that for me because that's how I release it. But does it do so anything for your situation? No, but it does something for your mental health. I know for me, I can feel real good after a good cry and move on and be good. And like, I got the ideas going, everything that I need. I just needed to release. Now that may not work for you, but also there's people who don't cry and they also don't move on. That stuff just stays stuck in them and you have an Corinthians, this this is a family member, close family member of mine. That's my sister said, me, Ocha, you can't tell her nothing. Say the person, she ain't no cry neither. Shit. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do. I ain't getting between The last time we seen each other cry, we was at a funeral. And guess what? Everybody pretty much in there, they was crying. So I'm speaking for me that I am a cry. I have no problem saying I'm a cry. Like, but then you got mad because I called you a cry baby. No, I was clarifying what a cry baby is. And I don't feel like in I'm your a opinion, cry in my opinion, you a cry baby. To me. The definition of a crybaby because children cry for absolutely no reason and they can't be fine. I'm like, oh man, I'm so sleepy, honey. Just go to sleep. I'm hungry and they food sitting right in front of them, but they hungry so they tired and it's because they don't have they don't have the capacity to communicate their feelings and their emotions, so they just cry. I have the capacity to communicate my feelings and my emotions and to and I'm aware of them. 
So if that is a way that I express myself, that's just for me. That's not for everybody. So I'm not saying, Renee, you should cry. <laughs> I don't think it's a right you approach. You have told me that before. And I was like, girl, I ain't never cried in front of I you. Know that's that's you know. I never went to like, but you can cry in front of me. I was like, I don't be doing all that cry. Okay, so <laughs> I am not told you should cry. <laughs> hey, I'm not told you should cry. And my reasons for saying you said you, you can't cry in front of you to cry in front of me is because you said you didn't feel comfortable crying in front of other people. So that's me trying to But I don't really do it in in in, in alone either. I'm just I'm just not a really a, a crier. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You may express your feelings a different way. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying don't like try to make it sound like a bad thing that I'm <laughs> I feel like crying. I'm like my sister saying, I can tell you if you see me crying and you should clear pad because I'm crying because I see my life as I know it changed because I'm about to go off exactly like <laughs> guess what? It is guess what? It's gonna be a whole lot of people that's gonna be Chris motherfucking rock. Cause I am Will Smith, but guess what? Some people gonna get that. And they get their backhand. It's just like some people, when you don't see them cry, it's like if they cry, like, oh, hell. Somebody, somebody shake. Like, uh-uh. But no, mm Even when, back in the day when I used to be fighting and stuff, I never was like, oh, my God, I'm crying or whatever like that. Sometimes it's just like, oh, Jesus. I don't want to go kill me. Because <laughs> I got to fight again. It was like... <laughs> Told her I wasn't gonna do it no more, but she knew I was lying. She knew it. She knew it. As long as people li- people are alive, trust me, it's always gonna be some reason to fight somebody. Oh. In my book. <laughs> but you don't condone that violence. <laughs> <laughs> and so the last area that we want to talk about is spiritual self-care. Um yes. and spiritual, that is whomever is that make time for reflection. Spending time with nature, um, spending time reading your Bible, if that's what you do, spending time reading the Quran, spending time um, reading affirmations, spending time um, finding spiritual connections and in your in your community, um, being open to inspiration, cherish your optimism and hope, um, connecting to your ancestors, be aware of non-material aspects of your life. Try at times not to be in charge or the expert. <laughs> That's a big one for me because I like to be in charge. I like plans. But I will say a part of spiritual, that's something that I recently put in my self-care basket is trying to, you know, be in a position of if it's for me, it's for me. There's nothing that can happen um, that will cause it to go somewhere else. And that is something that I have to constantly remind myself of. That doesn't mean that I won't plan that doesn't mean that um, there's not work to be done. But I'm not about to stress about things because what is for me is for me and it will happen. And that is my belief. And that is what I say for myself. So that is definitely in my self-care basket these days. Um, identify what is meaningful to you and notice uh, its place in your life. Have experiences of all. I guess that's like taking it in and be inspiration. What do you think that means? Have experiences of all. Angel be Oh, uh-huh. Oh. All right, Angel. Thank you for um tuning in. She said that she gotta go. You can always catch us on the replay um later on so you can catch the rest of um this episode. But thanks for having in, chiming in. We love right. you. <laughs> what am I thinking? Oh, they ended quick. <laughs> no, it was just her. She was just just 
I'm just acknowledging that she has to go and we love her and that she can catch the rest of it um, at a later time when she has some more time and that she's free. But we we definitely appreciate her contribution as we did. We have been doing for everybody that's been in the chat. Um, I just think it's just like taking those moments to, you know, kind of like smell the roses. And if it is something that is groundbreaking or is something that's extraordinary or something miraculous like just take it in and it's okay like find the beauty in that that this yeah. is just oh I, I can see that i remember one time in nashville i was driving down the road i think going walk i can't remember what lake it was anyway there's like these beautiful purple flowers but they are not lavender but it's not like dark purple it's a little lighter than a little darker than lavender, but just looking at it, and I was like, I think lilac is the color. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I can remember saying, like, oh my God, that, like the creation of these beautiful colors, it wasn't because people put these different pigments together. You know, mm. that was so awesome that, you know, he literally painted this world in color. These things mm. are not created from men. These things have been created from the creator. So, you know, I get, yeah, so that makes sense. That's that moment of like realization of all of these things is bigger than us. It's mm -hmm. bigger than these moments, it's bigger than where we are. You know, we were talking about everything with self care and the different domains of self care. You know, you don't have to do everything in each uh, category. Uh, something we were talking about yesterday. Many people feel like, oh, I don't do self-care because they don't do um, massages and do all these things. But it's like, uh, you're probably doing self-care because with Liz Lizzo's uh, definition, which I love, is what those things that you do to preserve yourself. If that's merely, when I come home, I need to watch at least two hours of a funny show to decompress and to get my mind off of things. That's self-care. Mm -hmm. Recognize that these things work for you and then they kind of recenter you. And so I think that's the biggest piece about self-care is recognizing what works for you. Because remember, it's an individual thing. So recognizing what works for you and doing that. And if you maybe you haven't recognized those things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that is giving you that strength, that is giving you that opportunity to clear your mind, that you are the things that you are doing for self-preservation. Um, it's time to recognize it. And why? It's because if those things change, you might be off kilter, right? It's like, oh, my cable, I don't have cable anymore. I just have the internet. So now I can't watch this show when it comes on, right? This particular show I may have watched. I'm just making a scenario up because that was mine. So if I don't recognize that that it was my type of self-care, I may go a few weeks kind of off kilter because I'm on a different schedule. But if I mm -hmm. recognize that's what I do, it's like, okay, if I'm not able to do this, what is it that I can do to replace that? Mm -hmm. you know, because I realized this is what I've been doing that helps me preserve myself. It helps me preserve my mental health. It helps me preserve my day-to-day -day and my connections with other people. So um, mostly everybody does some form of self-care. One of these in the list. <laughs> and I think that's the other thing. A lot of people, self-care can be you know, a conversation that people get overwhelmed by. And it's like, man, I really should be doing these things, but I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And then they'll start pick, um, beating themselves up. Now, one thing uh, Corinthians just said, and it's true prayer. She said that when we're talking about spiritual self-care, I did want to uh, make sure we highlight that. Because 
making sure that we are praying um if the if that's what you believe whoever you believe to that is connecting with God that is connecting with God and and those are the times that you are able to clear your brain I think that mm-hmm. is really good so um what domain I ask for people who are still on what domain do you feel like you fall in most often when it comes to self-care and let's just remind them what they are you have spiritual you have financial you have physical you have um emotional emotional and psychological psychological. Mm -hmm. for you renee which one do you think most any self-care that you do what do you think that falls under i don't do self-care but you read but I don't read that often. I haven't read anything, um, a book in months. It's probably coming up to be about a year. Oh, wow. So I haven't. So you've done some form of self-care, but you haven't done it in over a year. But the thing was, it's like those books that I was reading, there's um, a list of, they say it's 25 um books that our black black people should read. Mm-hmm. And I had one of my friends, she's um PhD psychologist also, she's an MD. And I was asking her because I was gonna send start sending some books to a guy friend of mine, like what black books do do every black man should actually read. So upon that list and me coming upon that list, um I was like, oh okay, yeah. I, I want to read that book. So that's that's how that ended up coming about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still had the book for a little bit of time before I was able to, to really even start reading the books and stuff. But I ain't, I ain't read the book. I haven't had really like the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, one thing that Corinthians, um, she had said, she was like... Um, Seeing the light by us, like seeing the light reflect out the waters look like a zillion glistening diamonds. I'm not, I'm not sure much else compares to that for me. And I was telling her like, oh my God, yes, especially going across Greenwood Lake. That's like the lake where we're from. So it's just one of those things, like especially if we left in time enough and then like the water is hitting, like when you go across the bridge, it's just like, Man, they'd roll out of carpet, you know, this glistening. So I know exactly what she means about that. But um, so that would kind of fall into that uh, spiritual. This yeah, that, that's what what she was just saying. Like a time of just ah, and then she was like, "Sound of rain at night is calming and peaceful to me." I love to try to sleep during a storm and stuff like that. It was like, oh, let me hurry up because I was raised. I was like, mm, gotta go to sleep. You know, storm coming, sit down, shut up. So it's like that was the best sleep and stuff like that. Um, but um, I really, I really just don't do anything that I can say consistently that I know for sure this is self care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for me, my self care usually, <clears throat> excuse me, my self care usually looks like. Psychological self-care and spiritual self-care. Those mm-hmm. are the two things that I, those two domains that I glean to um, in taking care of myself. 
then not just in times of you know hardship, but just probably not every day. <laughs> um, not every day, but uh, at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Ground myself, center myself, and um, have a moment of self care in those areas. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like therapy. That looks like um, praying. That looks like meditation. I'm gonna bring that up. <laughs> praying, meditation, um, and actually just reflecting and being aware of who I am, what I'm feeling, and what I'm going through. Be it good or bad, honestly. Um, because a lot of times we move through life and we are unaware of ourselves. So those are the two for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I will say uh, with us wrapping up this topic is, you know, we talked about a lot today, you know, and I hope that everybody uh, was able, everybody was able to see some something that they may do in their day-to-day lives. It's something that they may say, oh, you know what? I can add that to my self-care basket. It's something that is easy you know, for me to do. And, um, yeah. There's some other ideas that, that maybe, um, our listeners did not know, um, or the listeners that is going to come and listen on the replay that they may not know that all self-care does not equate to money that is spent because a lot of times that just stress people out. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It is. And, and sometimes self-care is the solitude that you have where sometimes being around a lot of people, that's not necessarily therapeutic for them. It, they, they enjoy that, but that's not therapeutic for them. Right. In itself. That she thinks emotional and spiritual self-care is where she finds most of her. She's getting her self-care time. Corinthia said uh, psychological and uh, self-care are her biggest focus. So uh, I guess physical self-care because she said, inspire me, massage me, wine me, dine me, wax me, pill me, laser me, expose <laughs> me. I'm here for it all. And she said, all from the comfort of my home. <laughs> she said, luxuriate me. <laughs> exactly. And and sometimes some people, their homes is not their, their place of solitude. That's not their place of peace or that's not where they find you know, the distress because sometimes the home life is where the stress is. So they definitely have to go um, outside of the home sometimes just to get a break from the environment. And um, as people look online and see the domains, one of the domains um, that some people classify is environmental um, self-care. So sometimes your environment just ain't ain't what it, what it needs to be. It may not just be, okay, I got to declutter this house. I got to clean this house. But sometimes you can have a pristine house. It's the people that are living up under the house. We're not up under the house, up under the roof. You might want to put them up under the house, but they're up under the roof and then they're just stressing you out. So it's just like, this this ain't ain't where it's at, you know. And, you know, I feel kind of bad for those people because it's like, those are people usually that I end up working with. They come home and they stress everybody else out. You know, because they ain't got no peace at home and they just horrible um, people. And I think, you know, your your house should be, you know, a place of relaxation and it should be, you know, a safe place so that you can unwind. Okay. It, it really should. So I just hope that for everyone listening live, we, um, I hope live and on a replay that you got something from today's 
uh, topic and then you put some things in your self-care basket. Um, or maybe shoot, sometimes take some stuff out of your self-care basket because if it's not helping preserve you and it's stressing you out, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next we're going to move to our birthdays. We are in April. Um, you know, this is something that we do uh, every we do every this. episode do it every episode so we just ask that y'all turn and we're gonna just say happy birthday to everybody uh because i don't have do you have any names for today i do my best friend in the whole wide world her birthday is this one on 21st and she gave me my first god baby All his right. birthday is on the 22nd Caden. so both of them also the late great marvin gay his birthday is actually today Okay. So we just kind of wonder what would the music industry had been like because his contribution, but had it even been longer, wonder what it would have been like. And also my my great aunt, she will be 83 this year, 83 young. So her birthday is this year. So I mean this month. So these are the three that I have. Okay, well, I know I have some next. I know we do some stuff at the end of the month. I don't have any, but I'll say this. Happy birthday to everyone out there that we obviously didn't say your name. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful birthday and you have a wonderful year. Uh, happy birthday from the 40 spot. Absolutely. And you can submit people birthdays, anniversaries, and stuff. You can DM us or you can email us at the 40 spot and it's four zero. Um so we we would definitely always would acknowledge those. Yes, because we always want to celebrate you guys. We always want to celebrate. So reach out, let us know. Well, today has been has and Queen been. said happy birthday, Fred. I'm not exactly sure who that is, but we want to send you a shout out to you. Happy birthday, steady ready, Fred. So <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Fred. <laughs> yes, turn up, turn up, turn up. But today has been an awesome conversation. We just appreciate everybody listening to us today and chiming in and being engaged. And for those on the replay, thank you for listening. And remember that you can catch us uh, at the 40 Spot on all social media. You can also catch us on all wherever you get your pla- uh, your podcast. You can find us at the 40 Spot, the Spot. And then as we as we leave and we move on, one thing I want to say that we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Rest. It is your birthright. Y'all have a wonderful week. We will see you in two weeks on Easter Sunday. And we, what we'll be talking about that day, we'll be talking about marijuana. We'll be talking about CBD oil because we're still in the relaxation. We're going to talk about all the aspects of those things. So please tune in. This is International Weed My Everybody know folks. <laughs> that is so true. Yes. So we thank y'all for tuning in and we'll see y'all next time. Have a wonderful time uh, with your family and friends. Get out there and do some self-care. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.